Scripture reading is Psalm 15. Let us listen to the word of God. O Lord, who may abide in your tent? Who may dwell on your holy hill? Those who walk blamelessly and do what is right and speak the truth from their heart, who do not slander with their tongue and who do not do evil to their friends, nor take up reproach against their neighbors, in whose eyes the wicked have despised, but who honor those who fear the Lord who stand by their oath even to their hurt, who do not lend money at interest and do not take a bribe against the innocent. Those who do these things shall never be moved. This is the word of God.
And this is my anthem This is my song The theme of the stories I've heard for so long And God has been faithful He will be again His loving compassion gospel lesson comes to us from Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. Most of you know this story well about Martha and Mary. Let's listen to the word of God. Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks, so she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. The Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. This is the word of the Lord. So today we get to talk about siblings. I was, as you heard, I was the youngest of two until we became the Brady Bunch family. And when I was three, I became the middle of five. I like being the youngest a lot better than the middle. New York Times editor Erica Good says, sibling relationships, they outlast marriages, survive the death of parents, resurface after quarrels that would sink any friendship. They flourish in a thousand incarnations of closeness and distance, warmth, loyalty, and distrust. Charles Schultz now said, big sisters are the crab grass in the lawn of life. (laughs) Siblings, you either love them or hate them or a little bit of both, right? Now, God wants our relationships to flourish and certainly doesn't desire us to be in sibling rivalry, but it's easier said than done, right? Sibling rivalries have been here since the beginning. We know this because a few epic ones are in Genesis. Cain and Abel, Jacob and Esau, Leah and Rebekah, Joseph and his brothers. There's lots of truths in the book of Genesis that tells us a lot about the human condition. Family dynamics, struggles, faith, hope. 
sibling rivalries have been here since the dawn of the age. So if you happen to think that big sisters are the crabgrass in the lawn of life, then you're not alone. Today's Gospel of Luke, we meet two well-known sisters, Martha and Mary. They're both very important disciples, and they end up pushing each other's buttons. Now, Martha welcomes Jesus and his disciples, which is no small undertaking. Imagine preparing meals for all 12 apostles and all the other followers and disciples that Jesus has collected along the way. So if Downton Abbey seems to require a small army of servants to make that all work, And it's not surprising that Martha would need an extra hand. While all this is happening, Mary has decided to listen to Jesus, which in itself isn't a bad thing. But it makes things much harder for Martha. Mary is attending to her spiritual nurture, theological education, by listening to Jesus, sharing the word of God. But it's at Martha's expense. So today in one corner we have Martha, Miss Hospitality, and in the other corner is Mary, Miss Jesus Listener. Who will be the winning disciple? That's right, folks. Today we get to see who wins the disciple championship, or better put, crowned discipleship. First round, Martha's distracted and takes a big jab to the left. Ooh, that certainly left a mark for disciples everywhere of what not to do. Now going to the second round, Mary's been very idle this round. It's like all she's doing is sitting there just listening. Wait, did you hear that, folks? Uh, Martha's complaining to the ref. Oh my gosh, a penalty. The ref basically gives Mary the win. Wait, did both teams just throw in the towel? That's not what any of us thought would happen in the discipleship championship. Uh, So who actually wins? Is it Mary? I've even heard her, some call her the Jesus Whisperer, or is it Martha, Miss Hospitality? Now the reality is, at the end of the day, neither woman comes out on top. Martha's hospitality is upended when she triangulates Jesus and Mary, and Mary, despite choosing the better part, was just too idle and passive. One scholar says it this way, Mary and Martha are each incomplete disciples. They're not holding parts together in partnership. Somehow the cord that makes these two women sisters in the household has become frayed. Martha's anxiety and Mary's passivity hinders their discipleship. Now, it would be very easy to pit these women against each other. In fact, we like taking sides. That's certainly the binary thinking that our society encourages. Americans are taught to approach uh, virtually every social conflict in either-or, or black-and-white terms, in almost every aspect of life, politics, health, sports, whatever it is, we're almost always encouraged to be divided, to take a stand, to compete against the other, and it pits friends and families against the other. And As the PCUSA finished their assembly and we read about what happened in our bulletin, we have strong and emotional decisions about what our church decided. Sometimes those feelings are so strong that we take sides before we learn more, which is there in a paragraph. We draw lines in the sand. We take a side. 
Now, binary thinking and sibling rivalries have not only broken families apart, but they've also destroyed countries, churches, destroyed a lot of things. We've seen it happen through the, the Bolin sisters all the way to the Kardashians. Two sisters during Hollywood's golden age were known as rivals, actors Olivia de Havilland, Havilland and Joan Fontaine. As they rose to fame, both were nominated to Best Actress during the 1942 Academy Awards. Olivia was assumed to be the winner by many, but Joan famously went home with the Oscar. In a 1978 interview, Jones said, You can divorce your sister as well as your husband's. I don't see her at all, and I don't intend to. I got married first, got an Academy Award first, had a child first. If I do, do, die, she'll be furious because, again, I'll have gotten there first. Another set of siblings, German shoemakers Adolf, Addy, and Rudolf Rudy Dassler started their businesses together in the 1920s. But apparently there was some headbutting going on from the get-go. Adolf and Rudolf Dassler's feud resulted in two separate shoe brands, Adidas and Puma. The actual feud, however, allegedly stemmed from a mere communication, miscommunication during a World War II air raid. The story goes that Addy and his family climbed into the bomb shelter where Rudy and his family were hiding. And Addy said out loud, the dirty so-and-sos are back again, meaning the allied forces. But Rudy took it to mean him and his family. Within five years, the brothers were dividing the company into Addy's Adidas brand and Rudy's Puma. The rivalry continued for more than 60 years as Dassler's company earned the loyalties of different athletes, celebrities, and even their fellow German townsfolk. Now, we know this way of living isn't good for anyone. Our scripture lesson of Martha and Mary is never meant to be a choice of who is the disciple champion. Instead of pitting these sisters against the other, Jesus recognizes that they each have something to bring to the table. Discipleship of Christ is never meant to be a competition. We know these two women both have gifts as disciples. Hospitality is very important. Listening and nurturing our faith is very important. But we also know it's not meant to be done in isolation meant to be done together, nurtured in Christian community. One scholar says, just as Martha and Mary need each other, so the church needs diverse, independent members. Together, Martha and Mary embody the listening and service that Jesus has hoped for when he sent his disciples before him in mission. He likes that we are independent. He likes that these women are independent, strong, but luckily, Jesus stops these sisters before it gets too far. Jesus helps them realize that they need each other and that they're better together. Just as Martha and Mary, God also makes us better together. There's too many to list, but one example is Wilbur and Orville Wright, the two middle children in a family of seven kids. As children, they were best buddies, Although they never went to college, they still managed to usher in the age of modern aviation. 
1903, the brothers achieved the first powered, sustained, and controlled airplane flight. Two years later, they built and flew the first practical airplane. They both shared credit and maintained a close relationship throughout their lives. They were better together. And it literally changed our world because they did it together. Maya Angelou says, I don't believe an accident of birth makes people sisters or brothers. It makes them siblings, gives them mutuality of parentage. Sisterhood and brotherhood is a condition people have to work at. If we take it one step further, since we're part of a church, part of a church family, the sisterhood and brotherhood is a condition that as a church we have to work at. It's not an easy task. The odds are stacked against us. It's part of our human condition from the beginning. Especially when our world is trying to push us to compete, to take sides, to think one is better than the other. But I want you to look around. Look at each other. And while we're all different, we're siblings in Christ. As diverse as God makes us, we're so much better together than apart. I hope that you take time this week to focus on this aspect of discipleship. Discipleship includes building each other up. How do you encourage one another? Pray for each other. Share mercy instead of hostility. Repair and love. It's easy to look at someone, siblings, brothers and sisters in Christ, even our neighbor, and see how different they are. But we are all God's children. True discipleship is meant to be nurtured in community. True discipleship means we do this together. So find ways to do just that, to be better together. In the name of the Son, the Holy Spirit, our God the Father. Amen. If you found this podcast inspirational and would like to support the First Love Ministry programs at First Presbyterian Church, Please send any contributions to First Presbyterian Church at 870 West College, Jacksonville, Illinois. Our zip code is 62650. Our phone is 217-245-4189. You can contact our secretary there between the hours of 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. Monday through Friday. Our email is office at firstpresjacks.org. That's office at F-I-R-S-T-P-R-E-S-J-A-X dot O-R-G. Masks are now optional anywhere in the church. Our in-person church services start at 10 a.m. on Sunday. Access to our online church service starts at 9.55 a.m. You can listen to these live services 
on our Facebook page, which is www.facebook.com slash first, F-I-R-S-T, P-R-E-S, Jacks. You can join our Facebook group called First Presbyterians with a Purpose. We have a choir that meets from 7 to 8 p.m. every Thursday night, and we welcome all who are willing to sing. We look forward to hearing from you, either by email, mail, or phone. God bless, and may you have a peaceful and safe year.